supposed to say, we're going to sell the crap out of this thing. We're going to market it. And you don't seem like you have that attitude. It's, you know, it's because it's the truth, right? It's like a Zen selling mode or something. Well, what what I think is, is great about the truth is it always wins, right? And I always like to say one of my favorite things in life is live in the light, right? And once you do that, life becomes easy. And it's not about selling. It's about sharing uh, knowledge with people and letting them make a decision. For me, it's about, um, you know, creation. It's about being able to uh, look at the world and, and the way it's presented to you and having the ability to change that and being creative enough to um, have ideas and then work really, really, really hard um, to bring those things to life. Welcome to the Proco 360 podcast. I'm Dave Tabor, hosting Proco 360 because I love getting to know Colorado's entrepreneurs and leaders and sharing my conversations with them with you. My guests have figured out how to build very successful businesses while being collaborative, enjoying all that Colorado has to offer, and doing that with other talented people who share their values. This episode is with Avram Elmakis, founder and CEO of Climber, a Colorado company that has invented and is marketing the world's first connected vertical climber. Think gym climbing equipment and a Peloton have a baby and it grows up to be a really efficient, socially connected workout machine. That's Climber, spelled C-L-M-B-R. Climber raised $1.3 million on Indiegogo and was fully funded in 20 minutes. Climber has amazing investors and ambassadors, including Jay-Z, Novak Djokovic, Ryan Seacrest, Chauncey Billups, and Julia Mancuso. I tried the Climber and I'm really excited to get into this. So Avram, glad you could join me in Proco 360 via Zoom. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here with you. Well, I, I'm glad. And, you know, I tried it. I told you I tried it. To listeners, I tried it. So I'm pretty psyched. But first, did I describe Climber very well to begin with? How close? Yeah, no, I think you got you had a, a great description. I think it's a uh, it, it's it's easiest to uh, rationalize it like a Peloton or a community-based experience, uh, but the modality is very different in that rather than sitting down, you're you're standing up, you're in a fixed 75 degree angle, and you're you're using your kind of entire body as in motion uh, while you're on the machine. So very yeah. a la Peloton, but different modality. Yeah, and I found it to be a, a pretty quick. Uh, a quick workout as far as getting up to where I wanted to go and, and that kind of thing. We'll talk more about that in a bit. The first, give us sort of this the state of the business right now. Yeah. So state of the business right now is a uh, full on startup mode. So it's exciting. It's, it's uh, a lot of fun. It's, it's chaotic and uh, it's everything for making sure our manufacturing partners are, are uh, getting everything ready from tools to uh, production runs to container shipments uh, all the way to the other side, customer facing and sales and marketing and, uh, you know, and on the content side, building the on-demand library that will live on the machine. So very exciting times, lots going on. Yeah. There's got to be a ton of work. And, you know, one of the things I, I noticed too is awareness is key for any new product and, 
you know, you are in a crowded fitness market, but you have high profile investors. I mentioned Jay-Z, Pitbull, Novak Djokovic, Ryan Seacrest. I've already mentioned those. Um, you've got Casey Mears as an ambassador, you know, a race car driver. How does all that come together when you're still in the process of delivering your first machines? Yeah. So just like you, most of these folks have been able to be exposed to the prototypes and really understand what we're doing. Um, for a lot of professional athletes and, and frankly, for many people um, that have done everything from rehab to working out really hard, they've been exposed to the climbing modality through kind of legacy machines. But what resonated so well with all of these different people and, and the folks that you mentioned, because they all come from different walks of life and yeah, all yeah. Uh, athletes or entertainers, uh, is the authenticity of the modality, right? Like we're all chasing efficiency. We want to do more in less time. Uh, we're chasing the preservation of our bodies and our biomechanical systems. And we want to do that safely. And well, so I the, think what we do. Yeah. yeah one of the, sorry to interrupt. I mean, one of the things I noticed about climber and that I, because I've ridden bikes, recumbent, regular Peloton, uh, other kinds of equipment, rowing machines, uh, climber is harder, faster than other machines. So that's got to be good, but it also may limit your market. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting uh, because you're using, you know, as you would have experienced yourself, it's self-regulated movement. So you could go as slow as this. And we're studying this for folks that are recovering from strokes and heart attacks. Mm. Um, or you could go as fast as this. And it really does, you know, it's kind of a, a misconception right? That, you know, you have to go really hard and you have to have uh, this really intense workout uh, because the modality, frankly, uh, is most used in kind of rehabilitation environments huh. for people that can't have the impact. So when you think about uh, running on a treadmill, you know, you're creating a tremendous amount of stress and force on the body's yep. uh, biomechanical system and what we've done with Climber is we've created a closed loop self-regulated movement that can be varied in intensity for users that are really professional athletes to folks that are yeah. you know, in their 70s and 80s looking you know, to maintain longevity. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm not to my 70s and 80s, thankfully, yet. But, you know, I did. Uh, I was with Krista Del, uh, Del Bovi, who was showing me, she's your director of education and training. And, you know, she was, she was like uh, my personal instructor for a short time, but like, come on, you could. And so I never got the experience of uh, what it might feel like to rehab. I just got the experience of having my ass kicked. So mm -hmm. um, in just yeah. a few minutes. So I guess yeah. they're really, to be fair, there's a continuum, right? First, I want to back mm -hmm. up just a little bit because your background is really interested. I mean, you went from uh, drawing bull penises to make bully sticks to getting into human fitness, right? How do you go from one to the other? You know, I, I look at my life, right? And my entrepreneurial journey as one that's focused on disruption, right? And so when we look at what I saw when I looked at the pet business was, you know, you have these massive corporations that turn on machines and make things out of like green 42 and 36, 28 and 25 other ingredients. And ultimately, I think what the consumer was after was something that was simple to understand. By virtue of doing that, we were able to give uh, pet parents all around the world and still do um, incredibly healthy single ingredient alternatives to 
you know, the existing paradigm. And well, so yeah. the analogy is, yeah, that's where the analogy, right? Go. Yeah. So the analogous is, you know, it doesn't really make sense to sit at an office all day and then go sit on a bicycle, use wheels for momentum and have a really tough, you know, time kind of controlling form. So if you think about, if you've ever watched a cycling class, no one in that room looks the same. And yeah. so, you know, Climber's all about uh, innovation and just getting back to the way our bodies are supposed to move. So all of us were born yeah. the same way, all of us crawled. And so that contralateral movement uh, is something that we all share in humanity. And you know, I, I think, you know. Yeah, I didn't notice, interrupting you. I, I didn't notice though, and now I can see it. As I see the, think of the, the pictures, I feel my, you know, remember the movement I had. It really is a contained, I mean, it's really hard to do something other than the way the machine is designed to work. Is that the idea? Very different, right? So like climbers built on three things, one of them being safety, right? So when you look at a user on a rower, on a bicycle, on a treadmill, everybody in that room looks a lot different than the person next to them. And what we all are guilty of is uh, when fatigue sets in, our form degrades. Yeah, yeah. And when that form degrades, you tend to hurt your back and you hurt your knees and you hurt your, you know, your biomechanical system. So what we've done here is we've taken humanity's most primal movement, which is crawling. Um, huh. So it's very efficient and you're, you're actually benefiting your neurological system as well. Um, and we've created an environment that's very hard to get wrong. Um, and and so yeah. it's very disruptive in in the space because you know as I looked at the space it just it didn't really make sense to me right well, and so yeah. that's exactly what happened for me as an entrepreneur in the pet business it just Are, didn't make sense. As you think about the skills or the aptitudes that you brought from your prior company to Climber, what what can you identify as a similarity or a key skill that you're bringing forward? The, the, you know, I, I look at life, Dave, as pretty simple, right? Uh, as long as you're authentic and you have a real, you know, common sense primal argument, that resonates mm -hmm. with consumers. Yeah. That resonates yeah. with vendors. That resonates with people. And, you, think, you know, I'm doing that all over again with, with Climber in a way that I think um, it's, it's not me. It's our neurosurgeons, it's spinal surgeons, it's professional athletes, it's entertainers that are all saying, yeah, I agree with that. And it's, mm. it's very analogous to what we did uh, with the pet company. Yeah, that's interesting to me. I'm thinking a little more deeply about this notion of authenticity, because when I think of authenticity in the past, I've thought about it as sort of a brand communicating. Uh, this is different because the kind of authenticity you're talking about is authenticity around solving a need authentically yeah. as opposed to speaking authentically about a company. Those seem like they're different. They are and they're not, right? But I think at the very end of the day, you know, people design companies and they build products and they market them um, for a variety of different reasons. But I think it's it's got to come back to some primal truths, right? Are yeah. we doing, are we building something that's better for the world? And do we feel a hundred and thousand percent conviction that what yeah. we're doing is better than and so to me that's what i'm talking about when i talk about authenticity it's would you rather feed your family member who's your dog 
something with 42 ingredients or would you rather feed them something that's one? Would you rather, you know, put your parents on a treadmill and have lots of impact and, you know, uh, potentially yeah. cause damage or would you rather use the climber? And so I think what that does is it, uh, it, it just enables people to identify with that mission and that vision very cleanly mm -hmm. and purely. And it's a beautiful thing when that happens rather than me trying to convince you, hey, here's a new bike with a screen on it. You should leave your work day, go sit down again, ride your bike, you know, and, yeah. and you're not using half your body. We're going to talk about that momentum. bike again in a minute. Hey, listeners, yeah. this is Proco 360, named Best Denver Podcast Three Years Running. I'm your host, Dave Tabor, and this is the show featuring entrepreneurs who could be successful anywhere and choose Colorado. I'm speaking with Avram L. McKees, founder and CEO of Climber. Hey, thanks to our sponsors, First Bank, Welcome on board. Happy to have uh, Gordon Banks and my new friends at First Bank as a Proco 360 sponsor. Also, Kinsley Meetings, MicroStar Keg Logistics, and Via Technologies. These great companies support Colorado businesses and entrepreneurs, and they support this show. Also, thanks to the Colorado Chamber of Commerce for support for me and Proco 360. Um, let's talk about making the product for a minute. And I want to kind of zip through this, but it's it's hard. I mean, it's a complicated product. Uh, I know you've gone through many prototypes. So, uh, I mean, you get this idea of having a an upright uh, angled machine that's not going to tip over, that's going to fit in a room, that's going to be heavy duty, that someone up to 350 pounds can get on and be comfortable with. How does that get built? Wow. It's, it's a lot of trial and error. It's a lot of prototyping. It's a lot of engineers, a lot of industrial designers, a lot of folks that are much brighter than me at taking kind of the vision and uh, bringing that to life. And so it starts with foam and, and drawings and renderings and three-dimensional models. Was the concept yeah. yours? The, the notion was yours, right? Yes, it was. So yeah. did you then hire somebody, an outside firm to build this or you did? You're nodding. Yes, so, we did. We, we have folks internal, right? That are, are you know, I have my co-founder who's my chief design officer, but, you know, this is certainly a massive undertaking. And so we, we've been fortunate to have just this incredible ecosystem of yeah. engineering partners and design partners from around the world help bring it to life. So you've been to five, I mean, I know there's millions of iterations, but you've been at five hard prototypes, right? One, two, three, four. Now you're, you know, fifth, and this is the one that's going to production. And even the one that's in production is different from this one. I understand it you're going to, you're going to remove some of the me mechanics and replace with, with uh, magnet driven kinds of technology, which makes a lot of sense, smoother and quieter. Uh, mm -hmm. That all makes sense, but this has to be like incredibly expensive. What's, what's it going to cost to go from, from the first foam model to the to the actual production version? Millions of dollars. I can't answer it specifically to say it's this exact amount of money yeah. because it's hard to quantify because it's yeah. hard to say, okay, this part was branding, this part was machine, but sure. you know, it's certainly millions of dollars to build something that um, will inevitably be a specialist climber. Yeah, and you raised over a million on Indiegogo. Where'd the rest of it come from? 
Yeah, so we've had um, a couple different funding rounds and uh, some yeah. investors. So our, our Indiegogo campaign were people that were buying a machine yeah. um, early. So those are early adopters and not really investors. And, uh, and that money doesn't. Fortunate. And that money doesn't really go to you. That just makes it makes you it gives you the ability to sell them at less of a loss, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, essentially, those first machines. Well, you know, it, it enables us to do a lot, right? It enables us to understand what's the demand for this, mm-hmm. right? Um, how many people are willing to um, join us on this journey and pay for a product that they're not going to see for a while in full? Um, yep. And it really helps us better understand, you know, what we have our hands on and yeah. how we can how we can better inform our manufacturing partners for, you know, for our scalability and ramp up. Yeah. Um, but we've been fortunate. Uh, we've got many investors that are, you know, based in Colorado. We've got some that you've mentioned from from Jay-Z to, to Ryan Seacrest and, and Pitbull and many others. Um, but it's it's not unlike any other business that, you know, raises money for a vision to, you know, kind of bring that yeah. vision to life. Oh, well, it's different in that you do have big name, like superstar investors. That's got to be that's got to be reassuring to others. It's got to be reassuring to buyers, everybody, right? It just helps the market feel feel impressed, doesn't it? I, I think so. Um, but again, you know, all of these folks, it's it's uh, it's very uncommon to see this level of investor population this mm. early in a company. Yeah. And I think it speaks very clearly uh, because these folks are very bright people and very successful business yeah. men and women in their own regard. Um, to the journey that we're on. So my last um, question, and, oh, sorry, my, my yeah. last question for you about developing the product is, it's going to be awkward, but like every product, when they finally release them, I know you've gone through five prototypes and now you're changing what's going into production. I go online and I look at other products that I've considered because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a recent Peloton buyer and you can tell, I can tell um, that that product has been through the, been through the ringer, right? They've made changes. You look at reviews of other products and people complain about squeaks and rattles or this or that, and it really taints their image. I see you nodding. So how do you know that you've done enough prototypes? How do you know that you're ready to get out there in the market and people aren't going to be complaining about that stuff? I tell you what, you, you Dave, you never really do. Right. Like you try your best, you iterate as much as you can, but I was one of the first uh, Peloton owners, and I can show you that Peloton unit. It doesn't look anything like the Peloton yeah, of yeah, today. Yeah. And so I think, you know, consumers understand, like if we look at iPhone 1 to iPhone 12 today, that product development happens over time and through iteration. And so, yeah. uh, you know, I think that the market understands that, you know, this is a world first. This isn't me saying, hey, let me grab another bicycle, make it cheaper and toss a screen on it. Um, this yeah. is how do we build something that's special from scratch? And, you know, and so we've been at this journey now for over two years. Um, and so we'll be very proud to release what we'll call Gen 1, but it'll certainly have many iterations over the years as to be expected with with every product that I'm aware yeah. You know, that's a fair, that's a fair comparison. And I will say that, you know, anybody who would go to your website or uh, any of your social media channels will see some beautifully produced videos that show a product that really is elegant, beautiful, uh, nicely, I think 
up to standards with industrial design. And so I think people would feel proud to own it. Not sure that everyone put it in their living room, but some would. It's beautiful. I I think, well, thank you. I think, you know, we spent a lot of time on the design side. We've won a lot of awards uh, Mm -hmm. from, uh, you know, Azure design to core 77 design award. And I think part of our intent was not only how do we introduce this modality, which we know to be the best uh, to the market, but how do we do that in a way that's something that's beautiful that you would want to have yeah. uh, that doesn't become kind of a coat hanger? So when we think about, like I think about my own life and my own house here, um, and I've got a big treadmill. It takes up a lot of space. And it's yeah. kind of clunky looking. And it's not something that inspires in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we tried to really focus on, on high design here and, and make it something that you'd want to show off. Um, yeah, I, I think yeah, I think you've done that. It's funny. I had an interview recently with George Bai, who's making the the world's first electric airplane uh, in Centennial, and I asked him the question like, "Do planes that look better fly better?" and and his take was actually yes, that there's something about the quality, the you know, the attributes of good design that that are both visually and functionally uh, there. I don't know. Do you, I mean, I think, you know, it's, 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 it's a slippery slope, right? I could give you something that looks beautiful, but doesn't work. Um, Or I could, or I could really incorporate design into the manufacturing and the ethos of this business. Exactly. Part of what we're talking about is, is kind of being an entrepreneur and kind of what values do you, do you stand for? And, And one of those things for me is, um, high design, a high degree of quality, something that I would want to own and use. Yep. Um, and again, if we thread this back to the analogy with the pet company, these are these are decisions that I'm making for my own life and my own mm-hmm. family because yeah. you know I didn't like the choices that were available for me for my for my dogs. Yeah. Well, bringing us back to Climber, though, you know, ultimately, fitness equipment is only effective when people use it. And mm-hmm. so being drawn to something like to me, a beautifully designed piece of fitness equipment draws me in. It makes me want to use it. And, yeah. and so, you know, that's what I think about it. It's inspiring, right? Yeah. It's, it's, is it, does it attract you? Does it call yeah. you to it, you yeah. know, in a way that makes you feel like, gosh, if I don't get on that today, I'm going to feel a little guilty. And yeah, I look that at, thing is calling to me. It's calling yeah. me. But anyway, so yeah. I'm going to shift gears to um, one of your board members. I'm going to switch to this content side of the fitness. Chad Hurley is one of your board members. He's a co-founder of YouTube. And of course, that's all about content. It's not hardware related at all, which is what we were talking about. And they're really focused on doing what they can with community. Um, you know, do you think that, that, people get bored with, you know, with what's out there from a content standpoint. And, and is that what may draw them into climber? Um, or is it the modality and the, what, how, how would you balance those? I think it's frankly, I think it's a combination of all of them, right? You can't have one without the other. Uh, but the beauty of having somebody like Chad, who, who was one of the creators and obviously the CEO of YouTube prior to his exit to Google uh, was, you know, one of the most, incredible bright people when it comes to thinking about content and how people consume it around the world. And so, you know, we've, we've been able to leverage a lot of that talent. Hmm. And I think, you know, uh, we'll be creating some really unique stuff uh, Hmm. on Climber that will engage our community 
and really inspire them to come back, whether that's different challenges that you can do, whether you're climbing Mount Everest with a group, whether you're, uh, or if your thing is, hey, I really like this instructor because they speak to me in a special way, um, you know, we'll we'll have all of those different things. And so, uh, you know, can't share a ton around what we're doing in content, but it will be things that you're familiar with and things that you aren't. And I think huh. that that's, that's the key to, to, to creating a successful new concept. I, I think you're right. One of the things that I've observed is that in connected fitness equipment is that, you know, I think the the Holy grail is building community, but I don't really see that in the fitness experience itself. I see it in social media around it. I see like Facebook groups uh, and such around different kinds of equipment with hundreds of thousands of users that are part, but it's their own community. I don't see the community aspect within the exercise program itself being very effective. Uh, I see it trying. What's your take on that? Yeah, I think we need to change that, right? And I think that that's, uh, that's a very incredibly challenging topic that that we hope to tackle well uh, yeah. but but I think for us it it really is it's it's part individual pursuit and it's part um, you know how do you do this with friends how do you climb with friends how do you yeah, climb with yeah. a group mm-hmm. you know how do you uh, do this for charity how do you do this ah. for how do you do this for music? How do you do this for, you know, yeah. and I think community means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Um, but I think, you know, we'll have some really fun, unique stuff. Listeners, this is Proco 360. I'm your host, Dave Tabor, and this is the show featuring entrepreneurs who could be successful anywhere and choose Colorado. I'm speaking with Avram Elmakis of Climber. Go to Proco360.com to subscribe to the newsletter, read my blog, and catch the books I'm listening to on Audible. And don't forget to rate Proco360 in your app when you finish this episode. So I got a long question for you. Well, my side of it's long. Your side may not be as much. But um, Avram, when it comes down to it, you know, comparing to something like Peloton or some of their competitors, they have critical mass for connected product. They have millions of users. Thousands are in every class. They have beautifully produced classes. Are you basically, you know, taking a winning formula and targeting a new niche of customers? I mean, look, lots of startups boast of the, the, like the Uber of this or the Facebook of that. Are you trying to be the Peloton of climbing? You know, I, I want to create uh, here with our team uh, an incredible community uh, that, that gets people moving with the right modality. You know, and so everybody starts somewhere, right? When Peloton did their Kickstarter campaign, the community was zero. And today they've got a community of millions of people. And I think that they've inspired a lot of people to get moving. And I think, you know, the, the, that's what we're after. That's what I'm after. That would make me happy is to um, get people moving in a safe way, in an efficient way. And, uh, and I think that that takes care of itself over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you must have, you must have pretty impressive numbers forecasted to attract the kinds of investment it takes to build a product like this. Um, I wouldn't think that based on the, the kind of machine climber is that it will appeal to as many people as who like to exercise sitting down. <laughs> so, uh, mm-hmm. you know, how do you think about like, 
how big of a market? And and by the way, are these people who who want multiple machines? Like, are they going to add a climber to their home gym or add a climber to their other gym? How is all that going to? How, how do you see that? We don't know, right? Um, so I, I think <laughs> You're the right answer. To say that. <laughs> I, well, but I think the right answer is you know I'm known for being a very transparent leader, and and we don't have that answer. But what I can tell you is. Um, I do think that a lot of people, especially as a result of the pandemic, are focused on building out a home gym environment. Um, I do think a lot of those home gyms will have more than one piece of equipment or one yeah. modality. And that could be a treadmill and a rower and a bike. That could be a bike and a climber. That could be just a climber. Um, but I think... You know, when we expose people to the modality, when our medical teams really talk about the way that the body is meant to move and work, um, you know, people will have a really tough decision to say, hey, uh, I think about it a lot like a standing desk, right? Yeah. Like I had never heard of a standing desk, never used a standing desk uh, prior to about 10, 15 years ago. And now they're everywhere. And why do we stand up at work rather than sit down all day? We do it because it's better for us. We do it because it's healthier. Um, and I don't know that many people would disagree with that argument. And so I think the idea is uh, pure enough that that people can judge for themselves, right? That's, Does it make yeah. sense? That's pretty interesting. You know, I entered, I actually entered our interview having used Climber for just a few minutes I entered our interview with the wrong assumption, which was that, you know, you're promoting it as a more efficient form of exercise. And it seems like I was wrong in that you're promoting it as sure it's efficient, but that it's healthier. It's uh, more ergonomically correct. And there are other benefits that anyone who's thinking about how they want to exercise would, would consider. You know, I think, you know, I, I look at part of my job as an entrepreneur to give people uh, knowledge and inform them to deduce their own decision making. Right. Um, so, you know, uh, I, I very much believe in what we're doing. I very I very much I know right through through analytical studies that it's more efficient than riding a bicycle. I know through medical studies that it's safer for the human body than riding a bicycle or running on a treadmill. I don't think that people will stop riding bicycles or running on treadmills, <laughs> no. but I think that they'll think a little bit more hmm. about, you know, what they want to do, especially if time matters to them. Yeah. You know, so if, if I said to you, Hey, Dave, you can get the same workout that you're getting on your Peloton in half the time, and your body's going to be happier doing that. Is that something you'd like to consider? I think most people would. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny though, because as a startup entrepreneur who has put through his investors, through your company, through funding, whatever, millions of dollars, you're not supposed to say, I'm going to just kind of share the information with people and let them decide. You're supposed to say, we're going to sell the crap out of this thing. We're going to market it. And you don't seem like you have that attitude. It's, you know, it's because it's the truth, right? <laughs> it's like a Zen and, and, selling mode or something. Well, what, what I think is, is great about the truth is it always wins, right? And I always like to say one of my favorite things in life is live in the light, right? And once you do that, life becomes easy. And it's not about selling. It's about sharing, uh, 
knowledge with people and letting them make a decision. And so, you know, not everybody can afford this, but I would rather them buy something that might cost $500 and still move, right? Like if we think about our Today Show segment last week, right? The theme is all about get moving, right? Like it's not about one thing or the other. We'll we'll sell tens and hundreds of thousands of units. That's that's of little consequence. My, My job is to change the construct of how we think the fabric the very fabric of how we think about exercise equipment and our relationship with it well is that i think if i disrupt that properly um you know that the sales will naturally happen and they have so that's yeah well you know that's what's so interesting they have because um the world is full and i've put a few in there of products that were better than what was out there and if you, and if the trust, you made the comment, trust always wins, but trust only wins, or sorry, truth always wins. Truth only wins if you're effectively marketing it and getting it out there. So I suppose as opposed to selling, you're a distributor of truth. I look at something like Tesla. They don't market at all. Um, It's it's the best car company on the planet uh, by far. Um, it's the healthiest thing for our planet by far. Now, these are my opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the most technologically sophisticated automobile in the world. Hmm. Um, and they have a marketing budget of $0. And so you have to ask yourself, but it's the truth, right? The truth yeah, is, yeah, is that yeah, yeah, yeah. if we're not drilling oil and we don't have an engine and we don't have to just stop at a gas station three times a week, yeah. you know, will people flock to that, Right. And I think, you know, I think of us very much like that. That's funny. I, I you know, as, a, as opposed to comparing you to Peloton, we ought to be comparing you to Tesla. Is that what you, I mean, was that your preference? I, I look at it, I look at it much like that, right? Yeah. Like there doesn't need to be, um, you know, all of these, you know, fancy marketing campaigns to convince you to do something. If you drive that car, um, you know, you've never seen a Tesla ad on TV. You've never seen a Tesla ad on the internet. They don't exist, right? Because it's better than. It's mm-hmm. just better than. And it's uh, it's it's worth more than every other car company put together the last time I looked. Wow. Hey, uh, shifting gears. And what a brilliant way to, to end that part of the conversation. That really went a different path than I expected. Thanks, Avram. Um Keeping focused on the theme of the Proco 360 podcast, which is world-class entrepreneurs who choose Colorado. I, I noticed in your bio that you, you're from uh, Colorado. Uh, what has being in and from Colorado meant to you? I am not from Colorado. Oh, pardon I me. I consider Colorado home now, oh. but I, I was born and raised and built my last uh, series of companies in Virginia. Um, and then relocated to Colorado in early of 2017 with my wife and four daughters. Um, for many of the reasons why I think people choose Colorado, um, it's it's been uh, one of the best decisions we could have ever made. Um, we love it here. We love the outdoors. We love the uh, community. We love the feel here. Um, as a leader and an entrepreneur, I'm thrilled to build um a great company here and um and just have been have felt extremely supported by the by the community here you you said how old are your daughters 
Uh, so I have four daughters. Uh, I've got a five-year-old twins that are eight and one that's 11 going on 25. Uh, yeah. So they know dad's an entrepreneur. I mean, what do you hope that, and I went through this with a couple of sons. I mean, what do you hope to impart on them about, you know, life as an entrepreneur? Yeah, for me, it's about, um, you know, creation. It's about being able to uh, look at the world and, and the way it's presented to you and having the ability to change that and being mm. creative enough to um, have ideas and then work really, really, really hard um, to bring those things to life. And, and you hope that what you bring to life is, 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 is a need that's shared by many. Hmm, um, yeah. so, so to me, it's just, you know, not looking and accepting everything the way it's given and, uh, and challenging kind of the, the paradigms of, of, uh, of really everything in our lives. Yeah, that's cool. What kinds of questions do they ask you about what you're doing with Climber? I mean, gosh, everything from, you know, people, right? They, they love the people and want to know like what this person does and what that person <laughs> does and kind of the why behind it and how do you build this incredible team of people? Because at the end of the day, that's, in my opinion, as an entrepreneur, what separates good from great companies um, so they're very curious about the people and the team. Um, they love the product. They like the prototypes, they jump on them and they <laughs> kind of get a feel for it. Um, and, uh, and the design and the iteration and looking at all of these 3d things, I think is very appealing to the, yeah. to the young developing mind. Yeah. Is it, uh, it, it I suppose you and your wife, uh, divide and conquer, uh, cause how much of your life is climber taking right now? You know, I think of the businesses that I do as kind of part of my life. So I don't really view my work life, family life as, as, as divisions. I think it's, you're, you're living it, you're breathing it, and it's, it's part of you, um, or you're not. And I, and again, I, I think there's nothing wrong with living a life where it's not, but for me as an entrepreneur, um, I think it, it really takes all of you. Um, and you know, it's fun to share that with the girls and it's fun to share that with, with my wife, Lauren, and have her be a part of it too. Well, I think on that note, it's a good time to wrap up and I'll do that right now. I'm your host, Dave Tabor. And today on Proco 360, you've been listening to my conversation with Avram Elmakis. Did I get it right that time? You got it. Good. Founder and CEO of Climber. Thanks, Avram. Really appreciate the conversation. And it went to interesting twists. Thank you. Yeah, no, absolute pleasure. I love sharing our journey, our mission, our vision, and uh, would love to keep in touch as we uh, as we start shipping thousands of these things out there and see how what the future holds. Oh man, I want one in my basement. So uh, you've convinced <laughs> me, thank you. Listeners, thanks for joining us on Proco 360, where we say live, work, love Colorado, because you and I and my guests can be successful anywhere and choose Colorado. You make the show successful by subscribing to the Proco 360 podcast and submitting a review. Thanks again to show sponsors, First Bank, Kinsley Meetings, MicroStar Keg Logistics, Via Technologies, and the Colorado Chamber of Commerce. That's the show. Live, work, love Colorado. 